Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Manager Mayhem from the SAP Race. It's been all about the international break this week, so we're going to run through that. It's been a sacking, Gordon Strachan's gone, Chris Coleman's under pressure at Wales. We're going to assess all the uh, comings and goings in managerial uh, international arena. And then look ahead to the weekend, we've got the big one, Jurgen Klopp versus Jose Mourinho. I thought you were going to say Blackburn Oldham then. Oh, the big one. We'll get to that later. The second big one. Uh, and we've got Ronald Koeman still voting for the sack. A bit of uh, Oldham and her skulls. Uh, Paul Hurst, will he ever lose with the shrews? Um, and today, as always, I'm joined by Simon Lillycrap. Hello, Simon. Hi, Jack. And making a, uh, a wonderful another appearance is Anthony Eastwood from The Sportsman. Morning, Jack. Morning, Simon. Morning, We've not seen you since the Brotherhood. Oh, yes. Yeah, have you recovered? Uh, just, just about, just about. We left you in there. <laughs> Bottles on the floor. Right, we start off with the international uh, break. Um, for once, well, for me personally, I thought it was so entertaining. It was Usually one of the best so international boring. breaks we've ever seen. Maybe I think not it's because so it, much England. I, th- but, no, uh, I think it's because there was something on pretty much every game, uh, especially yeah. the South American group. The American group we had to step quite late to watch them games, which is the best group, I think. Yeah, by, by far the, yeah. More, the most competitive group of field, definitely. It's we were cheering it's in a league. I like that. Mm. We were cheering on Syria in the office <laughs> in their playoff against Australia. Uh, Pay the post. Last minute, that, was it? But, oh, um, devastation. Yeah, they have some great matches and uh, pretty much uh, ready for the World Cup now. One more round of kind of playoff games and then everyone's set. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so 23 managers have qualified at the moment. Uh, nine more to go. So we've got the likes of Southgate, Martinez, San Pauli, etc. Right, we'll start off with uh, Scotland. Gordon Strachan's gone. Um, despite it, won 19, uh, drew nine and lost only 12 as 40 games. They had a great end to the campaign, didn't they? They've, if only they'd shown that near the start. But um, all the talk is on who's going to replace him. Uh, if I could get... We've got the odds here. So David Moyes, Moisey, nice one favourite, followed by Malky Mackay. Um, Sam Allardyce, unbelievably, is up there. Paul Lambert. His dad was a Scottish policeman, didn't we get to that. <laughs> Paul Lambert. Uh, Michael O'Neill, who's managing Northern Ireland, but he lives in Edinburgh. And uh, Derek McInnes at Aberdeen. Um, Anton, who's your pick at the moment? Yeah, well, they've finally released the Kraken, Gordon Strachan. <laughs> and for me, it's got to be Moisey. It's a perfect job for him at the moment. We obviously, we know what happened at United and the media response to that may have forced him into going to Spain over to Sociedad and then joining Sunderland and already sinking ship, mm. I feel... And you see this season with Simon Grayson struggling there as well. It's exactly, yeah. Problem. I've just been having a look at the record and I think the, la- the last win in the league was back on the 13th of August, Sunderland. But, but back to Moisey, yeah. And I feel it's it's a great chance for him to feel some love from some fans again. And he's, the amount of experience he has from football now, and it's very easy to forget what what he did do at Everton and Preston. And it, it's the right job. And I think na- nine to four is a good price. I think it's come at the, the right time, hasn't it? Because he's sort of, a low, isn't he, at the moment? He is, yeah. He's obviously a good manager, he's, but he just needs that pick-me-up. And with Scotland, they've got a, they, were, they were decent, weren't they? The last two campaigns, they've been very unlucky. It's gone right down to the wire. If he could get them to the Euros, their first tournament since the World Cup 1998, I think it would be do heaps and bounds for his reputation. Definitely. I think he, um, like you say, needs this, this job to kind of he pick himself it, yeah. back up. Uh, Personally, I quite like the look of Derek McInnes at Aberdeen. 
Well, he would was, he go? I'm not sure if he'd go, but he's already kind of based in Scotland, as you say. I, I'm not sure he, he would go turn down Sunderland, didn't he, in the summer? Yeah. Um, but he's 14 most, to 1 as kind of an out. He's 14 to 1 at the moment. But as you say, Moyes, um, he's got a bit of a bashing in the last kind of five years. It would be quite nice to see him do quite well. But I think Strachan, not sure if he was sacked yet, are we? Um, but you always was, get the old uh, yeah. mutual uh, consent. But I, I, I think he was doing a decent job. You know, I know they didn't qualify for the tournament, but I think it was four defeats in nineteen, and they were they were doing okay. That, it all came down to that uh, goal against England, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But they've had they had some good results uh, since that three 0 loss against England at Wembley. They didn't lose a game. Yeah. And I feel he's. Uh, Unlucky to to lose his job. I'm not sure any of these other managers will exceed what he was doing. Malky Mackay is a shock if you just look at it like that. Why on earth is he there? He hasn't been seen in like mm. two and a half years. But he's working as a performance director with the Scottish FA, so hence hence the link. Uh, uh, Paul Lambert, I don't think would be very inspirational at all for the fans. And Michael O'Neill's with Northern Ireland. I can't see him going Scotland. Doesn't I, touch I really can't see that one. McInnes is currently trying to t- challenge for the title. End the Celtics reign. I bet Sam Allardyce, eight to one. His dad was a policeman up in Scotland, wasn't he? Yes, he was indeed. If he was uh, still playing the game, Allardyce would be eligible to play for Scotland. Uh, He'd be the only manager ever, I believe, to manage England and Scotland. Would he last longer Mm. as Scotland manager than he did as England (laughs) manager? (laughs) Sat at half time in that one. Right, uh, we move on to Wales. Chris Coleman uh, memorably led them to the Euro. He said that stunning run through the semi-finals. But um, as we've seen to many teams after having a good run at a tournament, they then, I wouldn't say they really flopped because that was their only defeat their last game to Ireland. Uh, but they drew a lot of games, didn't they? Of course, they were that bail at the end. But now, I wouldn't say he's under pressure, but many people are saying he could leave... Um, to go back to club level but first we'll look at teams who have done well at tournaments and then have uh, had a bit of a iffy one after Anton gives off so yes I've got quite a list here of teams who've, who've been overachieved one could say at a tournament and then have struggled in, in the future to qualify for the following tournament and this goes back to Denmark who won Euro 92 the wild card entry they were weren't they uh, Failed to qualify for USA 94. You've got the Czech Republic, who were runners-up in Euro 96. Failed to qualify for the World Cup in 98. You've then got Greece, who won Euro 2004. Failed to qualify for the World Cup. And uh, uh, as recent as Russia, who somehow were in the semi-final of Euro 2008. And then failed to qualify for the World Cup. And... This is something that often happens when you have a star player in the team, such as Gareth Bale. And I really feel for him because he, by the time Qatar 2022 comes around, Bale will be 32 by then. And this really has been the golden era for Wales. Colwyn's done a fantastic job. He's been there since 2012 now. And the, the amount they've progressed and come on as a side... They've they've done really well and he he knows the group so well and for me I feel like he should have at least one more qualifying. Camp. Year, all the players are saying they want him to stay. All the high profile names I think are really behind him and as you say you can see the progress they've made mm. under his leadership and to be honest I don't think club level I'm not sure clubs would uh, 
I know they'd want him, but his record at club level hasn't been amazing. The Premier League, top end championship. Yeah, yeah, I'd say a lower end Premier League team may come sniffing around for him. In. But but as as we know, it's so competitive. There Swansea now. job might open up. Yeah, that's the one. That's but then if you look at the if he does leave Wales, bookmakers don't have a clue because Ryan Giggs is the favourite. And he never gets any job. He never gets any job. Yeah. But then Wales did give Mark Hughes his first job. They did. Yeah, yeah that's it. There's a couple of other interesting yeah, so, so, names I, I, on I that list. I think he was was he player manager there, there for a while. Maybe as, as well, maybe yeah. the end of the nineties. Um, I can't. The Welshman Tony Pulis is yeah uh, on the list. T Dog. Um, maybe in the future. I, Mark Hughes is actually in there eight to one. Uh, Craig Bellamy, he was six to one. He was quite surprised. At least he's now fourteen to one. Uh, Kenny Jacket. Again, I don't think he's at Portsmouth, isn't he? He's only just gone. Uh, how far down the list is Robbie Savage? <laughs> I think he's about he might only be 20 to 1 um, but as you touched on there Anton uh, in Portugal who won the Euros uh, they left it late didn't they to qualify mm. for the World Cup but one team that counters that is uh, Iceland unbelievable so they get into the uh, Euros so we won't mention who they beat in the uh, <laughs> after the group stages but then this is their first World Cup isn't it Yes, that is so. correct. Um, is, yeah. Congratulations. What a group. And they finished top of a tough group of players. What a, a, a tough group. I mean, and hopefully we'll avoid them I in think, the World well, Cup next I year. think that shows that perhaps England's 2-1 result wasn't as bad as we, we first thought. Yeah. I know it was awful and we were favourites, but Iceland are now... They, that was their first statement it on wasn't the international a stage. Was it? They played... I think they lost to France, was it 5-2 or something? But they played pretty well when they went out in the quarters... Uh, of Euro 2016 and obviously they've kept that kind of momentum going to the, to this qualifying campaign and they've beaten some pretty uh, fairly decent teams and now they're top of uh, their group and going to the World Cup which is great to see all the fans will be there all 330,000 uh, did you see France copy their celebration yeah oh, disgusting oh, a word on Portugal just bouncing back to them got a feel for Switzerland having won their opening oh, nine qualifiers nine out, of, nine out of nine they won <laughs> and they still might not be at the World Cup uh, oh. they lost their final one to Portugal they're in the playoffs I think the draw's next week, so uh, we'll have to see how they get. Mm. Uh, they are seeded for that. that yeah. That. Uh, just finish up on uh, Bruce Arena, the USA coach. Of course, USA didn't make it. He's under real scrutiny. He's a great article on the satrace.com by Colin Miller, uh, assessing his future. Uh, Chile's Gold Cup winning coach, Juan Antonio Pizzi, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, will leave his post. And um, also the Australia boss... Uh, who we can never pronounce his name. You're going to give it a stab? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Postikoglu. That's it. <laughs> Sorry again for Australian viewers. Um, they, well, they don't like him anyway. <laughs> yeah, they, they hate him anyway. Yeah, so if they, I can, if they don't beat Honduras... I think fine. it's a tough test for them. I'm, I really wasn't impressed with them against Syria. I think they were pretty lucky they to get through with a red card and uh, things like that. But Honduras is going to give them a great game. Just going back to the... Bruce Arena with the USA boss. I think finishing fifth out of six in that qualifying group is a sackable offence. And what what one thing I would like to point out is how many goals do you think Jose Altidore has got for his country? Uh, uh, do you know how many games he played? Yes, I do. Yeah. Can you give us the game? He, he's played 110 matches has for the he? USA. All right, he's got a. Uh, is he quite good? Because of the standard. I'm going to say I'm like... going to go pretty down the middle. Twenty five. I'm going to go for 41. 
<laughs> he's actually scored 41 internationals. Let's go! Oh! <laughs> it, it, incredible, Jack. And I'd just like to compare that to his Premier League record. Where, yeah, which where is... he had 42 appearances. And do you know how many he scored? Two? One. One? Oh. <laughs> so, I knew... That's what I was thinking. I think he had quite a good record for his country. <laughs> so, yeah. He's but a, as you he's say, I'm sort of back on that. It, arenas, he's had a shocker there. I mean, Trinidad, Trinidad had won one of their qualifiers. They've lost eight of nine, I believe. Lost eight of nine, mm. rather. And uh, all the USA had to do was get a draw there. And they lost <laughs> it's two. It's a weird one. sequence of results as a whole. Unacceptable. Yeah, Mexico <laughs> lost, Costa Rica lost on the final day. There was one, it was one set of results out of a possible 27 that would have seen the USA Brilliant. go out. And but that's still, the set of results that I, I also think I saw that um, Fox, the, the sports broadcaster, had paid $400 million yeah. to be able to show the World Cup in the USA. They did this under the impression that their team would be there. And Hopefully they got some small bit of that because <laughs> they were a stinker otherwise. Right, guys, we move on to the quick-fire questions. This is where we look at a... Um, few topical uh, managers um, and uh, games coming up. Uh, we'll start off with the big one, not Oldham Blackburn, I'm afraid, <laughs> who gets older, uh, Jurgen Klopp versus Jose Mourinho this weekend. If Klopp loses, is he in real trouble? They've won win in seven. Um, he does have a good record against Mourinho. He's uh, only lost one of the seven, winning three. And... Um, there's a bit of pressure on Klopp, I think. It's a fascinating one this weekend, and I feel it's a lot harder to predict than the derbies that have been in the last few years. I, I, I don't think that Liverpool will embarrass themselves. I think it'll be quite a tight game, and I can see it being a 1-0 one, one to United. It always is with Mourinho. Yeah. It'll take a point, I think. But then if you're looking at Liverpool, Mane's up there. A couple of their players have been out in South America. I, mean, I think they're looking twice. incredibly weak at the moment in terms of, as you say, probably their best player in Mane is out uh, for six weeks or so. Uh, Firmino and Coutinho, as you say, have come had to come back from Brazil. Yeah. I think they only trained yesterday for the first time. There, yeah, I think Malwood. I think it may even have been thir- Thursday night. I, I, yeah. I heard that they were get, getting home, so it's mm. less less than forty eight hours to prepare. Is not ideal at all. Hey, especially it's two of their and the plus key at players. Liverpool do have a well. They did last season a great record against the top four or six, didn't they? But it's a new season, Man United are And on the other hand, United haven't been tested as such no. yet, I feel. And if Liverpool come out on all, all guns blazing on the yeah. counter, it's, it should be a fast. I think contest. we're going to learn a lot from this game yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. For, the, for the rest of the season. I think Liverpool's defence is unlikely to keep a clean sheet this weekend against Lukaku and co. But Liverpool, you know, they're, they're decent on the counter, as you say. So I'll, I'll probably sit on the fence and go for a score draw myself. One all, I think. Yeah. Not a high score draw. Both teams would be happy with that. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what you've got. To yeah, take I think. Into I think I saw it was around ten to one for a one nil United win, and mm. that's, yeah. that's what my bet would be. Okay, over on the blue half of Merseyside, we've had uh, Ronald Koeman, who we spoke about for the last couple of weeks. Whenever we he's he's been the favourite, the odds-on favourite. We wondered whether he would go during the international break. Um, he hasn't. Uh, Everton face uh, Brighton this weekend. Again for him, if they lose that. The pressure I, I it really could. is mounting. They are known for giving, for being patient, being loyal to their managers. But um, the fan, a lot of fans, if you just go on Twitter, I know Twitter's not usually a totally reliable source, but 
He's in real trouble. I, th I think it's the manner of some of the performances this this season, and I know I, w I watched them away in the Europa League at, at Atalanta, and they were absolutely terrible. So, so, some of the defending and it, it leaves big questions when when you're spending that kind of money. I think it was 150 million was it they spent this summer, yeah. but and not on a striker. <laughs> they, they've set themselves such high goals. It's always going to be tough, and especially bringing in so many new players. But if, as long as they don't get embarrassed at Brighton, I feel he'll still be there, like you say. I think they're known for giving the managers a chance, and I think it'll be give, given a bit longer. I think Simon mentioned it in the week. Um, their season could have been so different if they'd say, had Drew up front. Yeah. And exactly. they could, they... He, he was odd on to go there at one he, point. He, he starts for a France side. There's some of the best attacking quality I in the world. I think he scored a couple yeah, he doesn't in get the qualifiers uh, yeah. in the international break. But as you say, Koeman... Now two to five to go, maybe his transfer selection, as we've covered before, is not paid off yet. I mean, it could click together, we have to give him a bit more time. But I feel for Brighton and Chris Hewton, these are the kind of games that they've got to take advantage of and win if mm. they're looking to stay in the division. I mean, a poor Everton side at home, shaky at the back. We saw when they got their first win, uh, they beat, who did they beat? 3-1, West Brom, that was it. Uh, they they played very well at home in that game, and I really feel, really think that their home form will be vital to their success this season. And as you say, Everton are weak at the moment. I think I'd be looking leaning more towards Brighton than Everton for this game. Yeah, and I, I think I think the two to five, the price on Cumin being the next manager to be sacked, is very short. Yeah, personally, I'd rather have a bit of the twelve to one available on Roy Hodgson to be the ne next man to go. And they, they could set a. Uh, uh, Equal a record, Halifax uh, didn't win their first, uh, sorry, didn't score in their first eight games in Division 4. Um, they could equal that this weekend. Halifax, Halifax stayed, stayed up. Halifax stayed up, yeah. Astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope for no goals, just so we can whip that stat out once they, again. The problem is, is uh, Crystal Palace have Chelsea. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I don't know why I'm saying this, but I can see Palace winning this one. <laughs> He's gone for it. I just feel this is the kind... I know Chelsea have been remarkably impressive this season and Crystal Palace have been one of the worst teams we've ever seen in the Premier League. But <laughs> I don't know why. I've got a slight feeling that Palace won't lose this game and I don't know why. I feel they've got a couple of players coming back from injury. Simon's feeling, guys. When he gets that feeling, he's usually wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't bet any money on it whatsoever. That's a very brave call, but I, I, can, <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. But I think if there is an early goal that they concede, how are these players going to start reacting? There's only so long you can, yeah. you can keep I was thinking the home, crowd, motivated. the home crowd so could get behind I've, them. I've, but I've had a look at the, the next couple of fixtures, and they're away at Chelsea this week. They're then away it's at home, isn't it? Uh, at home, sorry, yeah. to Chelsea, followed by an away game to Newcastle next week. And then at the end of the month, they're at home to West Ham. And if, if they could very easily could lose, well, lose yeah. those three games, and for me, I, I do I do see that happening. I think they're going to lose all, all three of those, and Roy will be sacked. I've, I've, I've put <laughs> a big, uh, big reasoning behind my odd choice this weekend is because of the Sellers Park crowd. But as you mentioned there, you don't really think about how they can... They'll be quite nervy, mm. an early goal for Chelsea, and they'll be straight on the players' back. And it's actually a negative, in, in that case, to be at home. And I think that we go back to the media again nowadays, the amount of stuff we see on social media to do with the criticism and, and not scoring, all the stuff to do with Ryan. It's just not a place the fans want, want to be at the moment, is it? It's, it's, it's tough.
Right, we're finally get on to Oldham now, uh, who Paul Scholes apparently interviewed in the week. We all got, oh, all like this. Mm. But then it turns out he was just giving a little bit of advice and he's no longer the favourite. It's Richie Wellens again, who's won three out of three. Deservedly so. Yeah. Um, we spoke how caretakers can go two ways. One, they start off really well and you give them the job and then they, their lack of experience perhaps shows. On the rare occasion, they go on and do really well. But we, we're big fans of Richie Wellens. Um, Anton, they play your team Blackburn this weekend. You're a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, no. I'm afraid I can only see it being three points to Rovers. We've, some of our, our best performances this year have been on the road. Um, we had a 3-0 convincing win, win at Rochdale. And I just think we'll have too, too much for them this, this weekend. Dominic Samuels in, in quite good form. Bradley Dax starting to get his stuff together. He's sorted his off-the-field uh, issues out as Bradley Dax. Tissues or issues? Stopped appearing in the Hello magazine, I think. And then now he's playing football again. But yeah, I, I do. I, I think we're a bit un, underpriced at ju, just under evens. But I think I think it will will be a win for Rovers this week. Okay, right. Um, so Richie Wellens, we're going for for that one. Right. Uh, we touched on Sunderland earlier. Should they sack Simon Grayson? Winless in nine. Uh, the twenty uh, three points during that time. The twenty third in the league. Seven points overall. They've won in 16 home games dating back to December when they beat uh, Watford. A 1-0 win at Watford. We've got a Watford guy in the office, but we won't rub it in too much. Um, they're just having a shocker, but as we've seen with Sullen, they're very much a sinking ship, as you said. Is he... But then if he's not getting the best, he's not motivating them. I don't see any, like... The players just look out of sorts, don't they? Uninterested. I, I really, really feel for the fans up at Sunderland that in such a bad state of affairs at the moment and I pointed out a few weeks ago on this podcast that I thought Grayson was a good price at 10 to 1 to be the next manager to be sacked and I think that, that price has come in a lot now, is it half, half maybe, something like that but I, I don't think it's going to do them any good right now, they've got a QPR this, this weekend which is a much more of a winnable game and they, they need to start showing some signs of improvement but I think I think they should give Simon Grayson a few more matches. Give him Agreed, give yeah. give him till the end of the month. Sacking him at this very moment is not going to help help anything. Who is there? I know they've got Bolton Big in, in, in a back. couple of weeks as well, and the fixtures are may, may, maybe a little easier than they have been over over the last six weeks or so. But phew, worrying times. Yeah, I agree with you in in terms of giving him more time. Um, as you say, they hopefully can get some wins together, but. I think dropping down from the Premier League to the Championship with players who don't really want to be there is very dangerous. Mm, I mean, they've probably is. got a higher wage bill than a lot of teams in the Championship and when you've got players who aren't motivated or don't want to play for the club, you'll f- quickly, as they've found out, be kind of rolled over in the Championship and their home form is absolutely shocking at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the only team beneath the table are Bolton. Two points, nine defeats. Um, is Phil Parkinson unsackable? Yes. And it, is that due to a case of finances at, at the club, do you know? Uh, yeah, it yeah. just came out of their transfer embargo. They couldn't buy any players in the summer. We they st- got lifted, I think, right at the end, but couldn't get anyone in. They got a few players on loan, I think. But they they did very well to get out of League One, was the original, how he did so yeah. well. Yeah, um, he did very well last and, season. And they're just kind of... It's, it's a big gap now between League One and the Championship. We saw last season uh, Wigan won League One, didn't they? They didn't call well. When, I think because um, the money, but it's it's just the money. The, the money being spent in the championship now, you don't get that in League One, and there is quite a divide now, bigger than 
it ever used to be and I think it's kind of filtering down and there's yeah, more divide between each league. Okay, now to a bit more positivity. So we do in glue the last few minutes. Uh, Paul Hurst, we speak about him every week, but we just got to keep going. Will the bubble will burst they ever lose? for Paul Hurst? Paul Hurst, will the shoes ever lose? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Anton got one? I don't think it's going to be this weekend as they're playing bottom of the league Plymouth, aren't they? Oh, I think they might be, yeah. They're in a sinker as well, Derek Adams' boys. Again, they came up as well. But but I think I think they're on 30 points already now, soon to be 33 this weekend. And <laughs> You're getting a bit worried, they're running away with the league. I am, yes. I'm concerned because you, you've got Wigan who are playing very very well up there as well so. and the longer this goes on the more confidence the players and the, the whole the whole group gains and I, f- I think yeah I've been impressed with him I, I, I cannot knock him at all and I think I think they're going to be there or thereabouts I, I think really they'll do. I think uh, I can't believe we're saying this from the start of the season but they should be around the top six come the end of the season if they there are many people took them for relegation but I think Wigan um, Paul Cook kind of jump ship in the summer and I think mm. he, they're doing the job again in League One they know the division as we said at the start of the season I, I'm backing them for the title personally they uh, they really seem to know what they're doing mm. they've got Nick Powell who's far too good for League One I mean yes. he got sold to Man United when he was just a teenager kind of showing his, his class and they, they obviously saw something in him didn't work out there he's kind of found his club at Wigan and, and he's running the show and they're playing very well and I think they'll, they'll win the league shoes will drop off a bit yeah but I think they'll be kind of definitely top eight or top six. Can you have a guess at how many of the 50... He's managed 50 games now. Do you know how many he's won? Hurst. Yeah. 28. 30. 24. But, of course, he he did very well at the end of last season and this season, but he inherited a team that having a bit of a... Yeah. Relegation battle. Stink. I, th- yeah, I think if, if we go back to this this day in 2016 and our Shrewsbury were 23rd in, in the league, weren't, weren't this time, and this, this time last year, and that, that also applies to Exeter as well, who were 23rd yeah. at this and point in the, the season. Cardiff, yeah. all, all, all three league leaders. From 23rd to 1st, there's something in that. That is quite, quite astonishing. <laughs> it's a remarkable turnaround. I think Exeter's the most... We're talking March, we'll be like, these three teams were first <laughs> in October, now they're all 23rd. <laughs> but Exeter, I feel for them, that's the biggest turnaround. I mean, they were unlucky in the playoff final last year. They were rock bottom year. in November. They were rock bottom in November, they even dropped place, and Tisdale there has turned it around. Yeah. They could have sacked him, and he's turned it around, and they're top of the league. I think they're really strong favourites for promotion now mm, from League Two strong. but Shrewsbury as you say I don't think many people saw that turnaround coming and Cardiff with uh, Warnock has also done a great job so yeah. there's a bit of a pattern there we'll see if uh, they drop back down or keep it up just a few quick ones to finish up on uh, will Gillingham ever appoint a manager it's getting a bit boring now isn't it we've just got the same name Steve Evans Mansell Boss Sean Derry Cambridge boss, blah, blah, blah but there we have a lot new... of rejections yeah a lot of uh, Sunderlands um <laughs> A new name is burst into the batting though. Jay Saunders, the uh, Maidstone United boss. They've they've just been promoted last season uh, to the National League, and they're currently ninth. Just a couple of points outside of the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't. I don't know too much about Jay Saunders. So I'm not sure if there's a if he's perhaps played for them in the past or or the link or they just like the look of him. To be honest, but that he's six to one. So that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, Keith Millen's still the favourite. He was favourite. Um, do you remember Steve Clark, former Reading West Brom boss? <laughs> we do remember Steve Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's uh, could be heading to Kilmarnock. Oh. He's the favourite. It was they he keep... Norwich assistant for a while after West Brom? West... I think that's that was the case. He was at Norwich when Alex Neal was there. 
oh, um, for a while. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's done anything since then. Where is he now? Do we know? I don't think he's anywhere. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. I think he left in the summer and, uh, yeah. Could he be one for the Scotland job? No. Okay. I, I, they, think, I think that could be a good show. Never know. Um, and I always pronounce his name wrong, but Joop Heinicks. Uh, how are you fair on his return to Bayern? Of course he won the treble there and his lot. He was uh, enjoying time with his dog, wasn't he? Oh, they wrote him back They wrote him back. He's 72. Um... <sighs> Do you think he's going to... Experience. <laughs> it's just a tough one, isn't it? I mean, it's a very... I don't think they'll squad. win the treble, if you want me to say that. Yeah. Um, but they'll probably win the league. They should yeah. Real yeah. insight here Not on the Sackboys podcast. This season. No. Yeah, no, I, can't, I can't see him as being as successful as they have been in previous years in the Champions yeah. League. And... Okay, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can see all these odds and articles and more on the satrace.com and also at the satrace on Twitter. Uh, as, in terms of the pod, just like, subscribe, review. Uh, retweet. Retweet, yeah. All that stuff, you know the drill. All that uh, social we, media. We really appreciate all our listeners. <laughs> and uh, Simon Anton, thanks, boys. Thank you very much, Jack. Bye, Jack. Bye.